Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of Nothing Better to Do Podcast. If this is your first time, welcome to our hardcore version of a fireside chat. If you're a loyal listener, high fives and welcome back. My name is Sean. I run Another City Records and I'm the co-host. Next to me, as always, is my dear friend, Rich. What's up? Today, we have a super special guest, my friend, Andy French here. He was uh, the former singer of Die Hard Youth, current singer of... Another City Records artist, Ill Communication, Godfather of Tehachapi Hardcore, and All Around Rad Dude. Welcome aboard, Andy. Yo, thanks for having me. Uh, great podcast, man. You guys are killing it. Uh, stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you know, we had a we had a nice chat uh, before we <laughs> started recording about, um, you know, some uh pop punk bands having roots in hardcore and, and, uh, that, that was a, a fun chat. You know, uh, we we're talking about set your goals. Um, it's, it's a band I really dig, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's outside of my normal wheelhouse, I guess, but, um, it, they're, they're a fun band. Yeah. They're always cool live. They put on a good show. The guys all went off. Um, Matt, uh, the, 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 the shorter singer, uh, he's got a new band called near dark that just came out. They're, they're rad uh, on the Kid Dynamite vibes. Um, That's cool. But yeah, be like definitely not as poppy as uh, Set Your Goals. But yeah, Set Your Goals did great, man. So was I right in say, thinking they were from the Inland Empire then, Andy? Or uh, you know, they were they're from like LA. I would say I think, okay. I think a few of the guys were from up north, and then a few of the guys from, were from down south, and they all congregated. I want to say. Man, I'm probably getting this wrong, but in LA, I, I do know some of the guys. Like Junior was like an LA dude, and then I think Matt and uh, Jordan, the uh, the two singers, were from the Bay. The drummers from the Bay, so kind of a mismatch of like all over California. It's wild, yeah. So, but. so you are from Tehachapi. My, I pronounced that right, right? Tehachapi. Yep. Yeah, all right. Yep. It, I, you know, the, when we first started, when we first met, and I'm looking at it, I'm like. I don't know how to pronounce that and I'm never going to get that right, but okay. I feel like with some practice, got it down. You did good. Um, it, you know, it is, it is not, uh, what, you know, when people can look at California or California hardcore, probably not one of the first couple names that pops up as hotspots, but, um, it, you know, this, the scene itself has, you know, has some strong ties, right? Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a time probably uh, mid-early 2000s when, I mean, Tashby was a spot people wanted to play. Uh, I booked a lot of shows here and in Bakersfield, so kind of between the two and Bakersfield is about 30 miles away, but um, all the Tashby kids would roll to either one, and there was a time, a good three or four years, I mean, everyone was playing Tashby, American Nightmare, Bane, uh, Throwdown, everybody that wanted to come through was on a tour they would they would play uh and w the kids would just come out it was it was pretty awesome it's pretty dead now but uh there was a time that tatchby slash bakersfield was a hot spot for for touring bands man they could come on a wednesday night even and every kid there's nothing to do in tatchby besides go to shows or so the, all the kids would come out so um yeah and then the warriors are from here and they're like a big band they toured all over toured the world you know put out some awesome records victory and 
eulogy. So they really held it down and pushed it way farther than any band I ever did. But uh, I, I think I, I, um, I definitely saw Die Hard Youth, but I feel oh, like yeah. I saw you guys several times. I lived in D.C. during the time you were touring, and yeah, I feel like sure, I feel like you guys played D.C. at least two or three times. Yeah, I think I rem- D.C. or Maryland. Both yeah. times we were out. Um, I think the second time we were out was the best. That's when we, we did a bunch of shows with Striking Distance and Desert Measures. Um, yeah, okay, that's so I, for sure. That that was when we played Robbie Redcheek's garage or his basement, and, and Dave got all bloody. That we talked about that the other day. Awesome um, show. I, if I recall it, you guys played at uh, Joe's Movement Emporium in yeah. Maryland, which was literally across the border from DC. Like, yeah, you could yeah. walk to DC from there. But, anyways. Um, I remember you guys covered Vitality by Beyond, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Yeah. Beyond's like my all-time, well, Beyond and Side by Side, but uh, <laughs> Beyond is my all-time, one of my all-time favorite. That record, No Longer at Ease, is just awesome. I, I kind of like, so I was talking to someone the other day about ill communication, and it's like, that's what I want our band to be kind of like, just a little mix of some short and fast songs, some melodies, mm-hmm. some heaviness, so... It's a good goal to have. Uh, that's for sure. that's my goal for the band. The other guy's got other goals, but <laughs> <laughs> that's my thoughts on it. I also so, want to also want to sound like Jules, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> so you you did a lot of touring with Die Hard Youth. Is uh, so what years were you, was that band active? Um, I'm gonna say like late uh, early '99. We kind of started it, and I was in the Air Force, and I. Me and the guys got together and then literally like played a show under kind of a jokey name. Um, New Thugs on the Block was the jokey name. And um, I got sent to Kuwait for about six months. And so uh, the guys kind of like, okay, when you get back, we'll do this. So when I got back from Kuwait, we started kind of writing and playing. And it was all of our kind of first bands ever. So it was real, not very good at the beginning. So, (laughs) but it was fun. So, I mean, Tehachapi, you know, before, before you were putting on shows and things, um, was it hard to find other people to play hardcore music in, in your area? Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, like when I was in high school, there's probably like, I remember, I remember me and my buddies, I mean, we all skated and, and listened to punk, you know, uh, we didn't know what hardcore was, but I guess, you know, we, we knew Black Flag and Dead Kennedys and stuff just from skating and skate videos. And looking back, we were definitely exposed to like hardcore bands. Like I remember seeing a dude with the Bad Brains tape, you know, I remember that tape. I remember the Suicidal Tendencies tape with the dudes hanging upside down. Like I remember kids having that. We didn't really know. There's no record store here. So like they're older than us. So they were going into to other towns and buying these tapes and we'd, we'd be skateboarding at the park and, you know, listening. So, um, but there was like one band. I think they were more like a grunge band. Like they want to be like Nirvana or something like that. And we went and watched them play one time in Bakersfield. And that was about all the live band stuff, their shows that we had when we were in high school. And it wasn't until I graduated. We a couple of us graduated. And then uh, I went to boot camp and I came back and my buddies that I grew up with and that we did everything together. They had uh, friends in Ojai, California. Um, and one of their buddies was from Boston. He just moved out and he was friends with like 10 year fight and, and uh, a bunch of those dudes. And he kind of introduced everybody to hardcore. So I came back and 
all my friends were like, Hey, we're straight edge now. And we like this kind of music. And it was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, so that's really when even getting into hardcore started. So, and no one even thought about doing the band until probably two or three years later when I came back, I moved back to a base near Tashby called Edwards Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, still in the military working out of there. And that's when me and my buddy Ryan decided to do a band called Die Hard Youth. And so we made like fake band shirts and <laughs> took pictures and stuff. And uh, we were going to start a band. And that's when I ended up meeting some guys. And we kind of started this other thing. We were calling it New Thugs on the Block. We played a house show, did a bunch of covers. And then uh, that's when I got sent to Quaid. And when I came back, my buddy Ryan was getting married and, and got hired by a fire department and was like, hey, I can't do that band thing. Like, you guys should do it. So that's when we adopted the name Die Hard Youth and went from there. So that was basically, I would say Die Hard Youth was probably the first. Die Hard Youth is definitely the first hardcore band from Tatchby. Um, and, and by that time, there was a couple, like, pop punk bands, like Blink-182 kind of bands. Um, like, whiny, like, I don't know. Not really my thing, but some of those dudes were my friends. So, like, we play with we do house shows and play with them but that was the first hardcore band would be die hard youth um i i, I my introduction to die hard youth was the uh, my friend eric z put you guys on his uh on his skate comp prevent this tragedy was that like oh yeah is that a awesome. demo track or yes yeah okay yeah I, yeah i rem- that yeah what was that? i i won't i don't want to grow up Oh, because yeah. if I did, I couldn't be a hardcore kid. Oh, so cringy, man. So <laughs> no, I don't. I, I like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I look, yeah. I mean, like, I, the thing with Die Hard Youth, man, we, it was all our first bands, and, and we were all relatively new to hardcore. I mean, I've, been, I've been going to shows for a good five or six years by then. Um, when I lived in Sacramento, that area, I went to shows basically by myself a bunch. I'd go to Santa Cruz, San Francisco, Sacramento a bunch, and just go to shows by myself. So, by the time I came back um, and I moved back to Tatchby, uh, I, I kind of been going to shows a bunch and that's kind of found these kids that wanted to do bands and were kind of into it. So um, yeah, we, we did this band and all the first stuff was real naive and not very well done, but like I said, it was a, uh, it was fun. Still, I look back kind of fondness, but it's definitely cringy to listen to. I think there's a charm to that though, too, like yeah. kind of, you know, finding your way, in, in terms of what kind of art you want to create and all of that, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think everybody has, that's been in hardcore long enough, has some sort of cringy moment. Oh, um, yeah. And it's, it's better, it's better to have started off at a young age and you can be like, I was, I was 18 or 19 or whatever, rather than you get into it at 27 and you're like, I was just 27. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was 19 probably when I started that band and the drummer was like 14. And the crazy thing is like, I, I used to, my dad's a high school soccer coach here and I would uh, help him run soccer camps over the summer for little kids. And I'm like, that's how I first met Eric. The drummer is like, I taught him when he was a little, like 11 year old kid playing soccer. And then it's like a couple years later, he's playing drums in a band with me and taking him to the East coast when he's 15, you know, flying out there and <laughs> his parents trusted me, I guess. So, and he's a good drummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, what, what the time gap was in before you, I mean, Die Hard Youth ended and you started Ill Communication? Um, I'm trying to, I was trying to think of the year, because you asked me how long the Die Hard Youth span, and I kind of dropped the ball, but uh, 
I think Dire Youth played about five years, so 2003-ish, uh, we broke up, and uh, we, we actually did a band called With or Without You right away, um, and we, we never went to the East Coast, it was kind of right at that time, my buddy Rick, that played guitar, he was getting hired as a teacher, I got hired by the fire department here, the job that I have now, and so we, we were never really able to tour, but we kind of started that band like right away. Um, kind of just got tired of, uh, Dire Youth was definitely like a posy band, I guess. And that's kind of a, mm-hmm. maybe a, a term no one uses anymore, but, um, definitely like when I wrote lyrics, I wanted to be posy. I and mean, that's kind of the kind of guy I am. Like I have a good outlook on stuff. And, um, and I just kind of got tired of everyone expect, expecting that out of me or us. And so we, Hey, this, and, and, and by this time, Dave priest, the guy who plays guitar, um, he, he wrote all this stuff from Die Hard that I would say is, is good. He wrote all those songs off the LP and stuff and the seven inch that like I that I really do like and think some of that stands up today. Um he was getting good at guitar. Rick was good at guitar. We had a drummer and a bass player. Um they all knew how to play their instruments. It's kinda of like, hey man, let's do something new and kinda of like not toughen it up, but kinda of like not be quite as a uh, posy. And so we did with or without you for about three or four years um it never really broke up so i guess we're still a band but uh, a couple of the guys moved out of town we stopped playing and i was real focused on my career um trying to promote to the spot i wanted to be and um i've been friends with joe and roger for the last 15 20 years and we've talked about doing bands forever uh joe's from tatchby he used to do some pop punk bands and then he was in the warriors and Roger Camaro has been in every Oxnard band since 2000, probably in control. The Warriors, uh, Retaliate, uh, No Motive is his big one. Um, he's been in that forever. Uh, just super talented dude. We've just been friends, and we've always talked about doing the band. And so finally, probably, yeah, 2018, I think it was. My, my, my years are messed up. but uh, So it was a good... Yeah, probably six years gap of not playing shows. Um, Roger just one day finally was like, hey, man, I wrote a demo. Here you go. Write some lyrics. And that's how it kind of came about. I think we finally got, he got tired of talking about it and just did it. <laughs> but, that rules. Yes. Those dudes are super awesome. I love them. Uh, and Joe has a big studio at his house out here. Uh, and it's a Bright Mountain studio. The Warriors recorded there. A bunch of bands record there. Actually, like a bunch of crazy bands go there. His house is on top of a mountain. So he's got a nice view. So like dudes from Bayside come out there all the time, record Vinny, Vinny from the movie life goes out there. Um, those dudes always go out there and they'll, they'll demo their records and stuff, you know, to, to, for pro production, pre-production. So um, there's always cool dudes hanging out there and, and uh, said Roger's always out there recording them. That's kind of all came together. Just dudes hanging out and finally stopped talking about it and did it. <laughs> So, so how, starting a band when you were you're a teenager, early twenties, versus now that you're an adult, you have kids in high school, and you got a career. You know, motivationally, what's the what's the difference, and and inspirationally, what's the difference? Uh, motivationally, just wanted to really be creative with with my friends. Um, when we started Dill Communication, I was like, hey, let's do these couple shows. And our friends, uh, Danny and Donnie Phillips, uh, both from the Warriors, the, these two twin brothers that started that band, um, 
came out and, and, and learned the songs. We played a couple shows right away and had the demo and it was super fun. I was like, okay, cool. Let's, you know, whatever that, we didn't know if that was going to be the end of it or not. And <clears throat> so we just wanted to do something, at least the, you know, the, the five of us wanted to do something we've been talking about for so many years and we finally did it. And it's kind of like, Oh, that was fun. Maybe we should do some more. So originally just, I think the motivation was just to do something we've talked about forever. And then after that, it was, it was fun. Uh, the Warriors started recording their record and that took up Joe and Roger's time. So I, uh, Ill communication was on the back burner for sure for a long time. But uh, then once that record got done, uh, our buddy Matt, who's in the band now, and, and uh, Joe and Roger, they're all, they all hang out and make music together. And they kind of, just, it, I don't know if it evolved from another project, but they just started writing new songs. And so the, the inspiration now is just, making music with our friends and you know it's it's awesome just being creative especially with people that are we're all older and kind of like-minded we're not gonna you know no one's in a rush to do anything well especially right now with, with the COVID but uh yeah. we're all just friends making music together and it's, it's everything's real organic and we're not having to force anything and and for me it's cool because normally when I do the other other bands I've done is I was kind of the boss and having to wrangle people and push people and you know kind of like get on people's cases and with this it's everybody's just doing things and it's like like no stress everybody's pumped on everybody and it just flows and so that is it easy to yeah. keep doing it that is definitely an upside to being an adult and making music with people because i know that feeling of getting like being the person who gets stressed about shit like you know once you get to a certain age it it doesn't, I guess, unless you're making, you know, making a living off your band, it doesn't really matter, you know? So, um, are, are you guys looking forward to being, I, I mean, it looks like things might be to where we can actually have shows again by, you know, the summer or fall of this year. Do you, are you guys excited to play out or? Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone, everyone wants to play, uh, we had a couple offers right before the the COVID hit, like some rent, some local stuff with some bands, and uh, nice. yeah, everyone was pumped to play. We we played, I think we played in Ventura, like a month before COVID hit. Uh, our buddies from this band, Out of Trust in uh, Oxnard, had a birthday party and we played, and it was super fun. And yeah, all the guys want to play, and uh, I'm not sure we're not gonna do anything crazy, but uh, yeah, everyone's looking forward to getting together some of us haven't seen each other and <laughs> we haven't been in the same room together in over a year now so uh everything's been you know been contacting text messages or zoom calls or facetime so yeah, yeah it can be rough it'd be nice <laughs> just to go to shows and see everyone else play too i mean that's something that i'm looking forward to as well it's funny to you know you said that you had to be the boss on people you know people earlier in in the band careers you know your other bands I've known you, I mean, the time I've known you, you've been nothing but like the most chill laid back dude. It's, I can't picture you being like having to be the take charge boss guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, looking back when I was, you know, I was 22 or whatever, by the time, you know, halfway through Dire Youth and, you know, the dudes in the band, some of those guys were started the band when they're 14 or 17. And I was definitely a couple years older. So it's kind of like, I mean, they had other priorities in life. They wanted to go to prom and stuff. And I'm like, that's dumb, dude. You don't want to go to prom. You're going <laughs> to, you know, let's go play a show. So, uh, but, 
Yeah, you can, think... can you mosh at prom, brah? <laughs> yeah, no way. You're not stage dive at all. <laughs> you could. That'd be awesome. But uh, um, yeah, so I think that was just the you know, and you know, no, no one, none of those guys wanted to find shows and you know ask people to play shows and because they were shy kids. And by the end, uh, you know, those guys all went on to other bands and and, and did things. Um, so, but it definitely kind of had whips with them into shape like hey man we're doing practice you got to be here like just like coach dad type stuff i guess <laughs> you know it's it's funny um I, we know i mean we're both uh tenured gentlemen in the uh the hardcore community i guess all three of us um but you know it's since i've i've met you andy when i, I talk about the putting out the ill communication record it, so many people be like, oh yeah, I know Andy. Or I, I, yeah, I met Andy. And <laughs> and it's it's hilarious. Is like, you know, I I uh I was talking or I was messaging the the singer of of Power Alone and she's like, Oh, I was just talking to Andy the other day. <laughs> oh yeah, Eva, she's awesome. It, so it's, it's hilarious. It's like uh, you know, um you know, there's some people that have be in the scene for a long time and, and lifetime wallflowers, but uh, you know, it seems like you've really cultivated a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, friends along the way and just really been able to maintain those, which, you know, it's, uh, in the scene, it's sometimes it's hard to do is maintain these longtime friendships. Yeah. I, I think, uh, look at my, especially like Eva, I mean, I, man, I don't know how old Eva was when we met, but her and some of her friends came to Dyer U shows in, uh, in Jerry's pizza. And they, I think she was from Porterville area. I could be saying that wrong, but, uh, you know, her brother would come to shows and, and they had a couple of their friends. Um, yeah. And they ended up like bringing their vegan pamphlets and put them on our table. And so just became friends and definitely haven't been in touch with her over the last legit 20 years that much, but like in the last probably four or five years, just through social media, we've been in touch. Um, and, and I, 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 I guess I'm a sentimental dude, but like when I meet someone in hardcore, like, or whatever, and I consider him a friend, uh, I kind of stick with that, like, you know, through thick and thin. And, and so I'm always willing to, I'll put myself on the line and reach out to people I haven't talked to in a long time, you know, I mean, like, especially when, once, you know, social media became a thing and I kind of figured out how to use it. Uh, yeah. I've reached out to tons of people, the guys in the first step, uh, champion dudes, um, you know, Dave bird, like all these people that are, you know, people that I still think of fondly. Um, so just easy to reach out and talk to them. And if, if I'm wasting their time, they'll probably blow me off and okay, man, then I'll just move on to the next person. <laughs> Won't go back to them, but most people are pretty cool. And they, you know, they shared a lot of good times with a lot of people. So and I think that that kind of resonates with people and it, you know, when they think back like, Oh yeah, that was cool that we did that together and stuff. And that's kind of what hardcore is about. I think yeah. to me it is. That's one of the definite gifts that you get from being part of a subculture, like, hardcore punk is definitely those like i mean i'm speaking as someone who's closer to 50 than i am to 40 now but like you know all the memories you have some are some are good some of them are horrible but there's still you i mean you end up with way more stories than if you're just i don't know some dude who played football in in high school and then you know just get a job selling insurance or whatever yeah. yeah, it's funny. You'll just talk to, you know, random people at work 
or, or friends that, you know, outside of hardcore and just, you know, just telling stories and stuff. And they're like, man, you lived a crazy life. I'm like, no, I'm like, I have a pretty, as far as hardcore goes, I have like a pretty regular, normal life. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some, there's some dudes out there that have had a lot of crazy things happen in this scene, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and the thing for me is like all these stories, some of them are definitely crazy, but the wildest shit is that I was stone sober for all of it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's like you, you, you tell people be like, Oh yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Like I I've known good, bad or otherwise, like I've known Rick to life for a long time. And <laughs> yeah, that's a story. And you're like that dude. And you're like, and you know, you show people some of the people, you know, and you're like, um, yeah, I mean, that's now I, I have a professional job and you know, it's, and I'm surrounded by people that have well-educated and they're just like, Hey, that's, that's what you did for most of your life. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I get dudes at my work all the time that they'll hear I'm in a band or something like that. And they'll look at it up on, you know, on Spotify or a random dire youth YouTube video or, or, you know, these podcast interviews and what you're in a band. Like, what do you mean? Like you, you yell and you jump around and yeah. And it's just like, yep. Does that work? I'm pretty, I don't talk about it too much other than to a couple of buddies that like, I, I work with some guys I grew up with, some of my best friends. So whatever we talk about and chat about it. Cause there's some of the guys that got me into hardcore, but for the most part, I don't really talk about it too much. And so when dudes find out about it, they're like, well, man, you're like, just this chill dude. Like even on like emergencies and stuff, I'm just like laid back. I don't get all spun up. And, and I think when someone, someone sees a video of me jumping around being an idiot, they, uh, they get a they kind of have to do a double take that's always fun though like you know it's just giving them a glimpse into uh you know to them is something wild but to to somebody that's been around for a long time it's like well that's just normal right yeah yeah um so the, the latest demo for ill communication is uh death threats in the hieroglyphics and uh you know, when I, f I first reached out to you, I, I heard it. I was really blown away. I liked it a lot. But I think one of the coolest things was just the the nods to the homages on the album artwork to past bands. I thought that was that was really rad. You know, a lot of times, you know, people will bands will thank each other in the, the liner notes or things or give shout outs on stages. But given the like the the bands before you props on your artwork was I thought that was really cool. And the way you did it was, was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, part of doing this band was, I mean, really, uh, just to, for one, do something with my friends and then to reconnect and with old friends who I haven't seen in a while. And, um, really just, yeah, to, to, I mean, I, on the demo, I've wanted like probably 90% of the lyrics in the demo are just our lyrics or song titles or band record titles of other bands that I just wanted to, I don't know, kind of like BC Boys style, just kind of rip everybody off and, and throw it in there. But also as a shout out, because like all these bands, I wouldn't be uh, doing this band or have these friends if it wasn't for, you know, bands like Killer Idols who come and played my parents' garage, you know, 20 years ago and with movie life. And I'm still friends with those guys, you know, like to this day. And it's awesome, you know, like 
So we wanted to, and a bunch of the kids in the Oxnard hardcore scene. So there's a bunch of Oxnard stuff on the hieroglyphics one. Um, shout outs to Oxnard people. And, and um, so I just wanted to really, yeah, pay homage to the people that make this possible and have kept it going. Even when I wasn't doing bands for years and years, all these other dudes were still doing bands and putting in work when I was on the sidelines, just hanging out, uh, kind of watching from afar. So that's kind of what that was all about. Just, yeah, just, the, I think it's cool. So I'm like, Oh, what I think is cool. So hopefully someone else does. <laughs> yeah. I was maybe if, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, I was, I was talking with Chris bridge nine and, uh, tell him about the, the new label and, and that the, uh, ill communication record was up for pre-order, um, which it is at another city records.com. Go check it out. Get it, get it, get it. Um, dude, it's, it's, it's awesome. I, I can't wait till I pick up the rest of the records to send you a bunch. Um, you will, you'll flip. They're pretty awesome, but man, thank you. Appreciate that. That's all you, man. That's awesome. Um, I was telling about it and I was like, uh, I showed him, you know, you can see some bridge nine stuff in the, in some of the artwork and he he got a kick out of that. Yeah. Hopefully that's okay. I don't want to get sued. I don't think anybody. (laughs) No, you can have my $10. Here you go. (laughs) Uh, so I want to take a quick break here is we got a, we actually got a, uh, a listener audio message, um, which was cool. So, uh, we got a message. I'm going to play it here and, um, we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Hey, Rich and Sean, it's Will. I'm enjoying the podcast so far. Knowing that all three of us are older and that we all occupy varying points on the scale between Uncle Rico and delusional nostalgia and <laughs> me, like Steve Buscemi with skateboard hello fellow kids meme i'm curious to know what your favorite releases were from last year since the first episode came out in late january i believe and there wasn't a year in review personally think 2020 was an insane year for music i have a tall list but let us know what was hitting the hardest for you could be any genre and maybe what did you feel strongly enough about to buy also don't feel obligated to play this my feelings will not be hurt Keep up the good work with the show. I'll keep listening. Take care. All right. So I I was actually kind of excited about that is uh, um, I buy a lot of records. Uh, I really try to support, you know, so if there's something, even if I'm lukewarm about, um, probably going to buy it. And, uh, but 2020 did have a lot of cool releases and I kind of wanted to, yeah, I didn't go through and make an exhaustive top 10 list. and, And so if there are bands out there that, I bought your record and I loved it and I just spaced on what year it came out in or what month or whatever. Don't be mad. This was kind of off the cuff, off the top of my head kind of list. So um, I'll throw one out there. If you guys want to throw some, some titles in there too. Um, uh, the, the one that I caught my attention a lot was it's a Milwaukee band called big laugh. They did a seven inch called manic revision on 11 PM records. Um, that was pretty rad. And I don't want to blow up their spot, but I've heard that they signed to a much bigger label. But uh, um, so excited to hear some more stuff from them. They signed a Rev. I know Adam Lentz loves them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Lance, okay. What up, what up Lance? Are you listening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Best it, control bass player ever. 
<laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm Andy blew it up. So all right, <laughs> I, I, I I just guessed. I'm just saying. I just know I know that Adam Lentz likes them a lot. So then they're super turn, good. That's what turned me on to them. So and they're rad. They rip. They rip hard. Um, you you want to give a, a record, Andy? I know I know uh, yeah, the listener asked. Go ahead. I, I gotta throw out, and it came out actually in 2019, but it was the last week of December. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out the Warriors uh, Monomyth record. Um, Attach me, dudes. Uh, I love the record. It's it's heavy. It's the Warriors. It's it's not quite war as hell, which I'm sure everyone wanted. Uh, they wanted them to be, you know, sound like Knock Loose or whatever, which. You know, Knockboos is awesome, and they sound like a like if the Warriors did a War's Hell too, and so that that's cool to me. But uh, this record, Monomyth, is rad, and um, if dudes haven't checked it out, if you like heavy music, I think you should check it out. Those guys, there's tons of guest vocals on it, and um, production wise, is awesome, dude. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, so that was one of my tops of last year. I, I still listen to it. So yeah, it's a super rad record. Um, it was, a when, when I found out that Will, uh, did this, by the way, hi, Will, love you and miss you. Um, it, it's a daunting task to try to figure out what, until you sit down and start looking at things and then you're like, oh yeah, there's a lot of shit I liked, but I guess the first one I would throw out is, um, Endless Noise by the Fight on Triple B Records. It's oh, a really, yeah. really good, just gnarly hardcore punk record and he's pissed man he's pissed yeah. <laughs> awesome um so my my next one uh pretty sure this was 2020 is a uh, fuming mouth beyond the tomb um, oh yeah that's good that was a, you know I, I i hadn't heard that band and i checked that record out when i i saw it somebody was like oh it's going up for pre-order and i was like oh, let me check what they sound like and i was like oh man this is not not what I was expecting on, on triple B, but it was, uh, it was really good. So I, I picked that up. So I played that a lot. That's got the awesome artwork too. Yeah. Super awesome artwork. Super um, I'll go again. I'm, I'm going to shout out retaliate for, uh, that LP's awesome. That band's awesome. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard it, but if you haven't, it's on any decision, super rad. Uh, the vinyl's got a laser or no, it's got a silk screen on the back with some rad art um but cool lyrics uh zach's a super good uh lyricist and a frontman. just his flow is awesome he's got a lot of hip-hop uh vibes to him um I, I love it man I, I don't know if you guys have heard it yet but i highly recommend it yep i got that one i think i've only spun it like once or twice i well, it uh haven't had a chance to really sit down and listen to it a bunch but it was it's good it's super good yeah the lyrics are great man check out the lyrics if you if you're i'm a lyric guy so i definitely That'll make or break a record for me. And that one's got the music, the lyrics, the cool art, uh, whole package for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I try to listen. I mostly listen to hardcore when I spin the records in my car. I, I listen to just like pop stuff when I'm driving around. So I like Prince and, you know, it's Taylor Swift. Right? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I heard the Ta last episode. Taylor Swift has two, two albums on my top list. So, <laughs> But yeah, I just listen to pop stuff in my car. But it's you know when I go home, it's like spinning hardcore records because that was a yeah. I just always think it sounds better on vinyl. Yeah, for sure. I feel you. All right, Rich, let's get one. Um, next one, 
that uh, I can think of right of hand is the Planet on a Chain. This won't get any fucking better demo. Um, it's uh, Dave Ackerman from Tear It Up and some dudes from the Bay Area doing doing the kind of hardcore you would expect from Dave Ackerman. Um, just really fast, rough and tumble hardcore punk. Yeah, Sean sent me that. It was, it was rad, dude. Yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah, Rich yeah. sent it to me. I sent it to you. It was super rad. I, I hadn't heard of it, and Rich sent it over, and I was like, whoa, this is this is write, good. I need to write that one down and, and go back to it. That's, I love the name, too. Cool name. Yeah, it is. Um, I got another one on here. It's uh, Nothing the Great Dismal. Um, yeah. It's a super good record. Um, yeah, it is. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, I, I know Nikki from from uh, nothing. You know, he was a uh, used to be in Horror Show, and Horror Show is arguably arguably one of my favorite hardcore bands of all time. Like, I just love that band lyrically and musically. And uh, you know, when I first heard Nothing, I had no idea Nikki was in the band. And and a buddy of mine was was like, "Oh, check this out." I'm like, "Oh, this is this is good." And I found out Nikki was in it. And it was a uh, you know, it was just a stark contrast to, you know, knowing him from like his old bands like Victory Strike and and um, Horror Show. But that this new record is, is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I back it. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was Victory Strike. I got that demo still. But uh, we played with Horror Show once Dire Deep did. They're awesome. But uh, I definitely like uh, Nothing. They're cool, man. Definitely jam them quite a bit when I'm just chilling out or driving. Mm-hmm. at night kind of sets the tone yeah it's good chill music i think all right andy you got another one another one i like is a uh, and it's kind of kind of maybe not a long hardcore but uh i am the avalanche put out the record dive um i just love it man i love all the dudes in that band are super cool and like when i hear the record it just makes me want to hang out with my friends i'm not sure if you guys have heard it or not it's on the popular side but uh it's all hardcore dudes that I mean, it's like, a, I mean, I know, I know you guys don't drink, but it's like a hanging out with your buddies, having a beer, like in the backyard, being silly, like kind of just makes you want to be with friends. And I, I like that kind of music growing small, you know, like it reminds me of like old H2O or Murphy's Law where you play it and you're just like hanging out with your friends. And you're just kind of like, Hey dude, let's get a little rowdy and like have a good time, you know? And that's kind of what that record it- makes me feel. Is it dudes from the movie life? Am I wrong on that? Yep. Or? Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Vinny sings and, and Rhett plays drums and uh uh Mike um uh, I forget his last name now. He does Spirit Houses is his like side deal. He's plays guitar and, and um I think that's it of from movie life. I could be wrong, but yeah, it's 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 half the movie life guys. Um but I said it's just just cool like hanging out music, you know, like kinda what our core is about, you know, it's kinda being with your buddies and being goofballs the movie life uh the this time next year record is like i don't know that set like the tone for for a probably a two-year period of my life i love that record yeah it's so good dude and then when they got the mazola from count me out singing on it dude like yeah that record rips all right rich what do you got for us um this will probably be the mellowest one that i'm gonna list um my buddy Gus in uh, Portland has a band called Moon Kisser, and they put out a 12-inch uh, this last summer called Summer's Fleeting Majesty. Uh, really, really good. Um, quicksand kind of 
that's really the biggest reference point I would throw out probably is just um, uh, quicksand. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, I mean like not to get off subject, but uh, when we're talking about Tatch people, like there's a group of us from Tatch who basically met through hardcore, all different aged kids. And 20 years ago, we're still friends. We still hang out and we still text each other every day. We, and we do a, everyone's got a certain day of the week and we do records. Like you post a record of what you and everyone checks it out. And my buddy Ryan, that um, I kind of do that little YouTube show with. He likes all kinds of cool music, and and he posted that Mooncastle record, and it was super cool. Um, yeah, I was, he's always breaking me off when I'm you know putting on there you know some judge or something, and then he comes up with Mooncastle. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I need to expand my horizons, you know. So, <laughs> but it was, yeah. it was very cool. Yeah, I, I get the quicksand. Yeah, I like that. Um, my next one is one that I put on repeat for a, a while. It's the new hum record inlet on earth analog records. Super good. Just sort of came out of the blue. Like I had no idea hum was still a band and then just like, Oh, Hey, here's a new album and it, and it rips super good. Yeah. I need to check that one out. I know, I know I've heard it, but I didn't give it the time it deserved. I think I just put it on in passing like making dinner. Yeah. That was, but that did surprise me that they came out with a new record. Yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of loop. So, yeah, I'm a big hum fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, growing up in Illinois, it's, uh, I saw them quite a few times. But man, that was—they were like—I I don't know. I, when I was growing up, uh, you know, I didn't have exposure to a lot of cool music. Um, it was just kind of stuff on the radio. And um, when I first saw Hum, I was like, all right, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff out there that I have no idea, didn't know existed. You know, it was a uh, so it's kind of an eye opener for me and it's just a band that got really latched onto. So it was always cool when, you know, it was one of those bands that like when I started in hardcore, I thought maybe, Oh, Hey, that's, that's a band I like from the pre hardcore days that I'm just sort of carrying an emotional attachment to. But, you know, along the way, it's just like you start meeting more and more hardcore kids and like, Oh dude, hum is so good. And you're like, all right, yeah. all right. And then this new album came out and, and all the, the hardcore hum fans were, were just like coming out of the woodworks. I'm like, all right, I, I, I feel heard here. You know, this is, this is my people. <laughs> That's cool. It's, Cause it's definitely not a band like you guys probably, whatever in California for a while, it's like everybody liked all of a sudden everybody was into the Smiths and it, like all the hardcore dudes, you know, and then everyone's into the faint and it was like, what, you know? So like, that was always weird to me that when, when all the hardcore kids would gravitate to a certain like non-hardcore band and like hype it up super hard. But I think with Hum, they're definitely just, if someone's saying they, they liked Hum, they genuinely like them, you know, it's not a, it's not a hype train. Yeah. All right. Who's got another one? I'll throw one out there. I got a tuning. I don't know if you heard that. The, oh, that's, Oh super, yeah. yeah. Finding the good. purpose. Uh, super rad. Great lyrics. I've got some like sci-fi references in there. Uh, Super rad dudes. Uh, those guys also do that band Discourage or some of them, which is a cool, more like youth Korea band. But um, that's on yeah. my list. The Discourage, uh, Forlorn Hope is on my yep. list. Yeah, super love that rad. record. Uh, uh, talk to Matt all the time. That that I think he plays drums in Discourage. He plays a different instrument in every band there is in California. But uh, super cool dude. And uh, yeah, I really like that. That. I like all the tuning stuff, but that, that new record's good. And they're going to put out a new record sometime this year. I think an EP maybe, but uh, they're rad. I definitely, I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah, and they're doing something that not a whole lot of people are doing right now. Like yeah. that kind of melodic hardcore is, it's not, it's not ubiquitous right now. No, yeah, and I, I, I like that. I like, you know, I like that I can turn on whatever Age of Apocalypse or, you know, Mind Force, and then <laughs> yeah. twenty minutes later put on the new tuning, and it's like I, I like the ebb and the flow and the the changing it up for me. I don't, I don't stick with one style, so it's great to have all these variety of bands right now. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm going to go into 2021 with the next thing I have, which is the Slant LP on Iron Lung Records. That shit's wild. I've heard that one. You said Slant, like S-L-A-N-T? Yeah, yeah, they're from Korea. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I did hear that. I did hear that. I heard, uh, Mm -hmm. um, I think I pre, they have like a record, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think both of us pre-ordered it. Yeah, I, I ordered that. You sent that to me, and I was like, whoa, that's really good. I always like hearing bands from, like, other countries. Just, uh, you know, it's it, it just reminds you of how much cool stuff is coming out from all over the world. Like, there's a band out of France that, that I super dig called Bombardment. Oh, nice mm-hmm. name. And it's, uh, they're, they're super good. It's a female singer, and uh, I was blown away by them. And they're French, so it's... There's some really cool stuff all over uh, coming out of it. I'll go with another one. Uh, Fom Hollow Hope on Safe Inside. Super good record. That's got to be on everyone's list. That record rips. That was a great interview with her, by the way. Yeah, Kat's Kat's super awesome. A lot of cool things to say. And uh, yeah, didn't... uh, shy away from anything that's awesome props all right who's got another one i'll go uh i'll go change the change lp um oh yeah that's I good i really like that man that's right up my alley you know uniform mm-hmm. choice youth of today uh you know i love the trade and champion and all those bands that they, those guys did um chris was one of the first cool dudes to me when when i started doing diehard youth and sending the demo out and trading with people and just, you know, touching base over AOL, AIM, whatever it's called, you know, and so I'll always have a soft spot. I know he didn't write that record, but I'll have a soft spot for anything he does. So what was but, your, what was your, uh, instant messenger handle? Oh, I think it was like X Andy diehard X or some Andy diehard or something like that. He, he didn't go the, uh, the fun humorous route. <laughs> no, no. Cause I didn't. Yeah. No, I needed to have my hardcore name. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was yours, Rich? I had two different ones at different points. The first one I had was X D I C M I L E S X. So X Dick Miles. And then later I changed it to X. It's always darkest X. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had a metal face. (laughs) I had a iron chef veggie and (laughs) Britney speared me. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> no i definitely uh, went yeah top secret hardcore uh nickname <laughs> so uh the i i have one um this band called the wrong war or wrong war rather um they're from chicago um just a bunch of old dudes um they put out an lp digitally which will be on vinyl on um 
Oh fuck. This is horrible. What was what label is it coming out on? Uh it, it's a label out of Rhode Island. But anyways, uh Fixed Against Forever is the name of the LP. Um really good kind of uh sounds like articles of faith, like oh, kind of melodic, but still scrappy hardcore. Who is in that band? Um my friend Matt Weeks, he he was in he was in that he was in I don't know if you do you remember a band called Calvary from Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, he was in that. He was also he's from Michigan, so I know him from back when we both lived in Michigan. He was in a band called Current and he was also in uh Ottawa, the in in a band also called Nama, which is just Amen backwards. Um, but yeah, and then a bunch of dudes that I don't know, but apparently were kind of part of the like somehow loosely affiliated with the like kind of Bhopal Stiffs, uh, Peg Boy sort of scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got another one. Uh, the Drain California Curse record on Rev. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I'd never heard that band before. And then when that record came out, I was like, oh man, this is super good. I like this a lot. Yeah. That record rips, man. They're, and I've seen their videos. They're, they're, they're wild. That's Santa Cruz, right? Yeah. I think they're from Santa. Yeah. They're from Santa Cruz. Yeah. But they hang with all those, the Bay Tsunami Gulch kind of crew, uh, dudes. Yeah. Their shows look like they'd be a lot of fun. Santa Cruz is like my favorite place on earth. It's like the most chill place. Yeah, it's awesome up there. Big it's really expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, you have another one, Andy? Uh, yeah, man. I'll go with the uh with Last Gasp. Um, I'm not sure if this they redid their demo. I think it came out on War. Uh, Andrew from Strife's label. Um, super cool. Like kind of fast. Reminds me of of kind of uh AFI. Open your eyes. Uh shut your mouth era of afi just fast kind of pissed and the lyrics are clever um if you haven't heard it check it out i think they're from uh cleveland so um just cool but i don't know just yeah randomly i think it's on war they put out a tape and they just put out a split too on dropping bombs i think it's called um well mm-hmm. all the tracks are cool uh super cool band uh just like them they're kind of fast and pissed and right up my alley oh Real quickly, so just going back to Wrongmore real quickly, the label that it's coming out on is Atomic Action Records. Okay, uh, yeah, they're legit. Out. They put out that, what was the uh, um, chain reaction? Put, yeah, they helped put that out, you're right. Yeah, and they put out a rad. Pummel 7-inch. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they put out a lot of really good stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite thing was there was a band from Boston in the early 90s, Kingpin, and they reissued oh, yeah. a EP they did that never got officially released. Um, they cool. they put it out, and it's it's a really 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 good record. Yeah, it's a cool label. Yeah, and you, you're mentioning uh, the last gasp having this that AFI that you know uh, shut your mouth kind of vibe. As I remember, mm-hmm. I remember when I first saw AFI play, they played the Fireside in Chicago, and uh, they came it was the time that they played with Super Sleuth or the time they played with Tuesday, who was a Chicago band um, that 
they were in a band called Slapstick. It was like a ska punk band where mm-hmm. they had members go on to do, uh, they were in Less Than Jake. They were in um, uh, the Lawrence Arms. Um, you know, all kinds of bands spawned from from that band. But uh, it was such an oddball show, you know, with with this like pop emo band Tuesday playing with, with AFI when Davey still had bleach blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, that was back in the day. <laughs> Uh, that's I'm gonna, not... I'm gonna throw one final one out there: the Bloodstains demo, 2020. Yeah, um, that's cool. band from Orange County. Uh, if you like old Orange County hardcore, so by old I mean adolescence, TSOL, that kind of stuff. Um, really good melodic, but still again rough hardcore. Yeah, I dig that demo. I need to yeah. find out who's in the band. Uh, is it is it old dudes or just new guys doing? I the think they they did a they did a like a live stream that I didn't watch, but from what I could tell from the like screenshots I saw, they look like they look like we could probably be their parents, <laughs> like nice. like they're you know yeah, right early twenties that kind of thing. So yeah. that's cool. They're doing it. They're doing a good. They're doing it good though. They're doing yeah, it well. definitely. I'm gonna throw out another one. Is uh, "Power Alone," rather be alone on indecision. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That one. that's good. Yeah, that was a that was a one. Is um, uh, you know, I I knew "Rats in the Wall," "Rats in the Walls." Um, and, and you know, when I heard this record, I was like, "Oh man, this is super good." So that got a lot of uh, a lot of spins early in the uh, the shutdown. Yeah, that record's awesome. I'm glad that they're doing a new band all those guys are guys and girls uh all cool people so and they're the band's awesome so i'll got go any... one more uh, uh i'll go uh struck nerve um rattle the cage i think it's called that they put out on young blood mm-hmm. um which in the record is just like I hear people compare it to Desert Measures. I don't really get that. I really liked Desert Measures um, back in the day, but it's just, yeah, traditional hardcore to me, and it's awesome. The artwork's awesome. The record's awesome. Youngblood's awesome. Yep. I always wanted to do a record with either Youngblood or uh, uh, Underestimated back in the day with Die Hard Youth. That was like my <laughs> either one of it ever happened, but like Chicago tie in is that Underestimated put out. Yeah, we both know Anton. Uh, yeah, a bunch yeah. of records, you know, No Justice, uh, the yeah. All Systems Go comp, Until the Day, Reinforced, like all these bands, you know, Kill Your Idols did a few records with them. Like, man, I sweated that record label and Youngblood so hard. So I'm yeah. stoked that Youngblood's yeah. Didn't, didn't Anton do uh, the first Walls of Jericho record too? Yes, he did. He did. He was buddies with the Earth Mover, Mover people. So, and actually he was going to do a Blood uh a blood packed seven inch, but it never happened because I guess they broke up before they got around to recording it. But Didn't uh, blood plaque do a record with like varsity. Is that a, is that a split? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, okay. On Andy Debs's label. Uh, no, they were from, they're from Detroit, Ann Arbor, okay. that general okay. area. I actually, uh, when, you know, after the first like wave of the shutdown, when things started to reopen slowly and, you know, carefully, and then for the second shutdown, um, I was at a record store and and uh, I, I am a big fan of 10-inch records. Don't know why. I, I, it's my favorite <laughs> format because it's, it's such an oddball size. But uh, 
that the record store has like a 10 inch, like a, a box of 10 inches. And it's, I don't know. It's not that many. And I'm just flipping through and they had the earth mover 10 inch. I was like, well, I got to buy the earth mover 10 inch, right? Can't just leave that Good sitting record, there. Yeah. So I was uh, excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's weird to think about how much Anton did a lot of shit in a really short period of time. Um, and then it just, he just got, I guess he must've just gotten bored, got bored with it. Um, or it, and, or it became too much of a financial drain. I think it's a little of column A and a little of column B to be honest, but yeah. He did, did a lot did of he rage. used to do the Chicago Fest? Was he the yep. one that, that booked that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Him and this dude, um, Dave's song did it together. Yeah. There were some rad bands that played that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I never see you know. There's always an Anton spotting here and there, but I've <laughs> I haven't seen him in years. I had he he came he came and visited me a year or two. Well, yeah, I guess it would have been two years ago now because pandemic. But uh, him and I still, when I come to Chicago, I see him. Um, but I have to make a point of seeing him. You know, it's it's not like you're going to run into him in the wild. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen him in years. But it, I, it's funny. Um, another guy I know was like, "Oh yeah, Anton's my landlord." Like, all right, that's weird. <laughs> that's nice. off the wall. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I've got two related records. My last two are uh, Taylor Swift Folklore and Taylor Swift Evermore. And I don't care what anybody says; they're awesome records. <laughs> put out two in one year. That's, that's she put out but... yeah two in six months stretch. Dang. That's a lot of writing for her. <laughs> yeah, well, they were like they're, they're like twenty some songs a piece. So she had like shit ton of songs that she wrote during the the COVID lockdown. That's a lot of boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't each song about a guy or something? I mean, I, I don't really know Taylor Swift. I'm not, I'm not dogging her. I, I'm a sucker for a catchy song. I just gotta say, I don't care what it is. If it's a catchy, I'm probably gonna like it. So, yeah, I've uh, I've gotten into stupid like uh stuck in the loop of watching tiktok dance videos and I'm, I'm intrigued because i can can't dance to save my life and i'm just watching these people doing like synchronized dances just spontaneously in public and i'm just like i i can't get like five friends to do the same thing period and they're getting five people to do a choreographed dance for a 30 second tiktok video i was like man what am i doing wrong yeah, my friends don't like me enough to do that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, do either one of you guys like Twee Pop at all? I don't even know what, what this is. Yeah, well, just like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like bands like Velocity Girl, Tiger Trap. Uh, I don't know, like bands on K Records from the '90s. Anyways, the reason I'm bringing that up actually, I just had one that came to mind. Um, there's a band called Sullen Eyes, S-U-L-L-E-N Eyes. Um, they're from Bangor, Maine, and they're really, really good too. Um, just kind of jangly pop with uh, really, really sweet uh, girl vocal, women vocal, woman vocals. You know, so yeah. I'll have to check that out. I do not know that band. Yeah, I'm not familiar either. I heard it on the Demo Listen podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Andy, yeah, back to, back to you is, uh, right. 
um, you know, how, how do you find the motivation to keep checking out new bands and, and keep going to shows when, you know, you've got a whole family and you've got a career and stuff like what's that motivation just to keep doing, you know, that stuff rather than, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that are our age sort of just, I only listen to things I listened to up until I was 29 and then that's all I'm listening to and I'm not going to shows anymore. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there was there was a definitely a, a phase of probably when when we're with or without you kind of fizzled out. We we stopped playing because everyone had jobs and starting to have I was starting to have kids and also promoting at work. So I was kind of a couple years of just listening to what I listened to. So like when my kids were little kids, they were here in striking distance for like three years in a row. You know, in control, carry on. That's all they heard. Uh, <laughs> Terror lows to the lows on the trampoline fighting each other. Um, but, uh, as my kids got older, my, my, and my oldest kid is about 16 now and, and probably, probably like seven years ago, he just started liking Bane and it was like, Oh, cool dude. Like, and then Bane put out a new record and then that really triggered some stuff. And I, 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 uh, was still coaching soccer. My dad coached soccer here and, and I was coaching soccer, uh, helping him. And it's kind of ran into some kids that are, oh, you were in a band? Like, I like this band. And it's kind of like new. Like, what is it? Like, oh, it's hardcore. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, so I I started diving back into current hardcore bands. So, But there was a couple of years where, like, you know, I missed, like, mindset. Like, I think that band's dope, man. Like, super cool. Never got to see him, you know. Um, and bands like uh, Rotting Out was one of the ones. Um and I was friends with Joey and, and Ray who kind of ran 6131 Records. Um, and so I saw, oh, those guys are doing these bands, you know. Um, and they put out that Roddy Now. And then I think Trapped Under Ice put out a record that I heard. And so that really got me sucked back into checking out bands. And then as my kid got older, it was just like he uh, basically was kind of the, the motivation. Like I was trying to find bands he would like. So we'd listen to music together and now he likes totally different stuff than me. Um, but I just, you know, I, I, my wife works and my kids go to school where they did. Um, so I'd be home. My, my schedule's a fireman. I work two days on, two days off. So from eight o'clock till, you know, three o'clock I'm by myself and, and, and I would just listen to music all day on Spotify, you know, random radio stations. And I just hear bands and oh, I'm going to like that band. And, and I also, my buddy owned a CrossFit gym and I kind of coached there. So I'd always want to put on music for working out. So I'd always like make these little playlists of bands that, you know, and at first it was all the old bands I liked. And then as it went on, I'd add new bands in there. And, and the guy that owned the gym was my, my good friend that got me into hardcore. So he'd be like, Oh, who's this man? And we, you know, we kind of both got back into it together a little bit. And of course I went head over heels and he's kind of, he's got his own thing, you know, whichever, but, um, uh, so that kind of, that's how I, that's how I'm able to be motivated. You know, my, my youngest son, we, he just got into hardcore probably a couple years ago. He we went to a Warriors Rotting Out show and he got to meet Walter from Rotting Out. And it was like, it was like him, like meeting Mickey Mouse, dude. It was like, he was so pumped after he saw him playing, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know what Walter looks like. He's a massive human being mm -hmm. and uh, kind of went up after the show and I, I've known Walter since he was smaller than that and uh off and on and um so i was able to introduce my kid to him and he was super cool and you know chatted my, my son up and 
from then on, like, you know, riding out's his favorite band. He wants every riding out shirt. He wants every record. Um, I just got him into Gorilla Biscuits. You know, I try to buy the kids records anytime I go to a record store. Um, and that really is, is the motivation to keep it going of just like, for me, especially doing the band, you know, I, I, I like doing the bands and, and meeting new people. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not afraid to hit up anybody on social media and just be like, yo, your band's dope. Like I'm a big fan of like, you do a podcast and I think it's cool. I'm gonna let you know, I'm not trying to like kiss your ass and try to get on your podcast or, you know, tell you your band's good so I can get on your thanks list. If I think your, your band's good, I'm just going to tell you because I think it's cool and, and I appreciate what you do. I know how hard it is to do all that stuff, to run a label. You know, I did a little label with some buddies back in the day and it's a pain in the ass, dude. So Sean, mad respect for that. Both of you guys, mad respect for doing this podcast. Um, I know it takes time away from your family and you, you guys love doing it and that's why you do it. So that's the motivation and all that, you know, finding, you know, dudes and bands that are doing cool things. And, and, and when I say dudes, I mean, I'm from California. So dudes means guys, girls, everybody. People. Dudes is all, <laughs> dudes is all encompassing for me. So, um, but you know, anybody that's doing a band and, and, and doing stuff, I'll tell them I appreciate it. And usually after I chat someone up there, tell me about, Oh, check this out too. So it just keeps the, the never ending cycle of finding new bands and new, new cool people in hardcore going. So it's always cool when, when you get like that new generation and they, they dig it. You know, I've told the story, I think a couple of times on this show, <clears throat> my daughter is six and, uh, I, I try to shield her from it just cause it's, you know, it's loud, aggressive music and you know, maybe yeah. she'll like it one day, but she digs it. She, she's, awesome, you know, she does these like hardcore dances and she invents that are really, it's funny. They're just new old New York style, hardcore dances. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. like, you know, but, uh, she's super into sick of it all. And as it uh, should be. She was like, I, when she turned, when she turned six, she's like, I want a sick of it all themed birthday party. And so do I. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's, you know, when she turned six, it was uh, COVID. So there really was no birthday parties, but, um, I was able to, uh, through the help of some people, you know, able to get in touch with sick of it all. And everybody in the band made her like a happy birthday message. And, um, you know, she was, you know, I, I edited them together and, you know, with a, a little bit of the step down video as an intro, put it on the iPad. And then when she got up in the morning, she played her the video. And I, like, like you said, it was like meeting Mickey Mouse, like her eyes lit up and she was so excited. She's like, sick of it all knows my name. <laughs> so it was, yeah, like, it was a blast, man. Ill. That's super ill that they would do that. You know, I mean, like, Sick of All is a huge, I mean, one of the biggest bands ever of hardcore, you know, the longevity, the good records they put out, and for them to take time to do that is, is what hardcore is about, dude. That's rather they do that for your daughter. Yeah, it was, uh, I was so excited. You know, it's funny when I posted it on Instagram and, and, you know, Armand responds, I was like, you know, does anybody know Sick of It All? It's kind of said what I wanted and, and he just responded. I was like, I think we can help you out. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> It's wild, man. That's super cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's cool to hear, you know, your kids getting into it. Um, you know, what of the, the older bands do your kids dig and which ones don't they dig? I'm always curious to see what, what like kids think of, of like stuff that we liked when we were younger. So my, my, my younger son, he's, he's, oh man, <laughs> he'll listen to his music. He'll taste. Actually, you know what's crazy? The other day, he 
dead like check it out this is the band i like and it was misfits and i'm like whoa i never even showed you the misfits and he randomly found it so i'm like cool dude like he got into something kind of on his own i think it was more because it was an older misfits record like had a song about like freddy krueger or something it's like a terrible song but like <laughs> it was like that's cool dude and i was like well check this one out you know and i played him some of the old stuff like skulls you know and i'm like this is like my favorite misfits song and he's like oh yeah cool like it so he's he's more into the older stuff like he'll listen to uh uh um like i said he, he's he likes gorilla biscuits uh he bought that record whatever one of the times we went um he likes some youth of today I, th- I think he likes the crazier like the bad brains like the crazier like the wilder like vocalist because he's a wild guy like he just wants to be crazy and then my older kid is definitely brody's way more into like heavy stuff like he likes trapped under ice um throw down trying to think he definitely likes bane a lot um he doesn't really do the deep dive although he he started playing guitar right before covid hit and and matt um that plays guitar and communication was giving him lessons and uh i mean he picked it up i'm i'm terrible at all instruments at being a musician like everything (laughs) singing playing music uh but and like one day he walked in the room and he's like yo check it out and he like played the bass line on his bass from like uh for those who fear tomorrow, you know, and I'm like, what dude? Like I almost moshed him, you know, like, you know, I told him, Hey, learn how to play a song. I'll leave you 10 bucks. So he learned how to play mad ball, hold it down. Like, I'm like, Oh, cool. So like he definitely, you know, like is, has something there, but then with COVID of course, you know, my, my buddy Matt can't do uh, lessons right now. And all these kids kind of lose their motivation just at everything. So he hasn't been playing the guitar as much, but, um, which is a bummer because he was getting good, but so he he likes a little bit on the heavier vibes, dude. Like I said, Madball. Uh, he likes Turnstile a lot, but he doesn't do the deep dive to the old stuff. Like he likes, I think he likes the music more. Where my younger son is like me and is more caught up in the vocals, just being like wild and crazy and and whatnot. So I hope that answers your question. But I have another question. It's kind of random here, but. You know, you've, you've, you know, our, our own private conversations, you know, you've alluded to or talked about a little bit that you had a, a record collection that got stolen, right? Yeah. So I'm, we moved into the house we're in now probably, it's probably five or six years ago. And I, back then I had a van. I just wanted to, whatever, I don't know. I bought a van that's like, it was a big old van. We'd, we're always going places with our friends and, and they got kids and stuff, but like, we'll go and just, so I bought a van, dude, like not to tour or nothing like that. You know, again, like I've had one back in the day, but so I had this van and we loaded up the last load from the house and, and in there was, um, some records and uh, some shirts, uh, me, me and Donnie and our other buddy, Donnie Phillips uh, from the Warriors did this clothing line called bust streetwear back in the day. And it was super fun. We made all these shirts, and I so I had this whole tub of bus streetwear shirts in there that I wanted to save, you know, because it was like one of each shirt we ever did, and and then some records. And I left them in the back of the van, and someone, one of the front doors must have been open, and they went in through the front door and went to the back and stole everything in there out of there, which was just a box of records, some twelve, some twelve inches and some seven inches, and some bus streetwear probably got home and looked at it and threw it in the trash but yeah so i lost it i lost a bunch of stuff that i'll 
I'll never even try to get back. I don't think it'll be too much of a hassle. Oh man, it's terrible. You know, I, I remember when I, I first moved back from Philadelphia to Chicago, I was living in a house and, uh, um, we had no idea that anytime it, we got a heavy rain that the basement would flood. Oh no. So like I had all my records down in the basement and you know, we were, we were organizing still up upstairs and, and oof, record collection ruined, you know, oh. uh, it's always a bummer. I'd rather have them stolen than I want to look at them. <laughs> ruined. It, it, what's terrible is you're like, you at that moment when you're sitting there thinking like, well, you know, do I keep the records and just throw the sleeves and the artwork away? And you're like, bah, that label took on sewage water and you're like, Ugh. and it was, it was, it was tough to have to throw them away, man. Also check this out. I, one year, my wife, <laughs> I got all these stupid things. I always tell my wife and I always tell her, I want to, I want to have a pig and a little monkey that rides on top of the pig <laughs> for my house is to ride around. <laughs> and so uh, one year she shows up at a soccer game we're coaching. And she's like, check it out. And she's like, it was a pig. A look, a look. Well, she thought it was going to be a mini pig, but it turned into a big pig, like not full grown pig, but like 95 pounds. And during the winter, it snows here. And so I put it on a doggy door and so it could go in the garage. And then the stupid pig went in there and ate a bunch of my record. It didn't, uh, no, I did eat some of the records. It, so the record label we did was called For the Core Records. And we, Put out a in control seven inch and uh, some other stuff, and it ate a Blue Monday. That was a, that was a big one. That band was awesome. Blue Monday was one of the ones, and it ate some of the record covers, and a couple of the records got wrecked from the pig eating them. So, yeah, <laughs> that's why so, pigs will eat anything. <laughs> that's... Did you get that idea from the YouTube video? Baby monkey, baby monkey. <laughs> no, I haven't seen big that. Big baby monkey. Just always sounded cool, dude. Can you imagine oh. that if you had a, a monkey riding around and a pig in your backyard? Pretty Look rad. up the YouTube video. You won't be right. disappointed. <laughs> I, I, I won't. Uh, that's that's wild. Like, I'm, like I would love to have a monkey, but then I'm just thinking it's like probably torment my dog and oh yeah, poop all over the probably, place. Probably fight my kids, and my kids would get in a fight with it, dude. <laughs> Uh, just imagine Wait, your kids just you'd be like, Dad, the monkey stole my food again, stole my records. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ate my homework. <laughs> but when when Rich brought up Purpose, that's how I was like, dang it, dude. That's one of the records, uh, that white record with the, with the uh, LP. Over My Shoulder song, dude. Oh, that Over My Shoulder song, I still remember it, dude. I don't know if that's what the song was called, but if you heard that record, you know what I'm talking about. Those dudes were cool. They came out and uh, mm-hmm. with Varsity and stayed with me. Good the, band. The uh, Purpose dudes. Yeah, they were really cool. I think would, that would have been the tour that Gene from Desperate Measures and No Justice drummed yep. for Varsity, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I met Gene. <laughs> and I met him from No Justice and then uh, met him from uh, obviously Desperate. We did a bunch of shows with Desperate Measures. Uh, I, I loved all those dudes, Stigma. All those guys were super awesome. Yeah, those guys were cool, man. And the Varsity guys. And then I really liked uh, The Break was a cool band, too. I think it's the band they Purpose did yeah. after, right? Yeah, yeah, the singer of Purpose was in that band. I don't remember if anyone else was. But... Yeah, that first record was cool. Yeah. Well, I, I have one more question for you. I don't know what, oh. if you have anything else, Rich, but is once once COVID is, is over, 
What's the first thing you're going to do? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, we we had a trip planned. We, we've been saving money to take my kids to Europe to go to some soccer games. because I'm a soccer nerd, Liverpool fan, um, have been for like 25 years. Um, I'd like to do that, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So um, I don't know, man. I just want to hang out with my friends. Um, my, my life's a little bit different than everyone else's because I do work at a fire department. Um, so when I go to work, I'm, I'm with other people for 48 hours a day. And a couple of the dudes I work with are like some of my best friends, which is a pretty unique thing. So I've been lucky to be able to be around my friends a lot already just because I have to be at work. So um, I know I know I have other friends that have not seen people for a long time. So um but I think I just want to hang out with people. Let's have some tacos and hang out and yeah, go to a show. I would love to go to a show and see, you know, go to LA and some big fest or something and have people mm-hmm. come from all over and my friends from San Diego and whatever, just see a show would be awesome. That'd probably be the best thing. My kids were getting into shows right before um, COVID hit. We had some, some shows planned to go to and they got canceled. And I think I'd like to do that. Just go to see some live music and hang out with friends. Pretty simple, I guess. What are you guys going to do? Probably similar. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, you know, there was a lull of me going to shows and then, you know, 2018, 2019, I really tried to turn that around and start going to more shows. And then I'm like, you know what? 2020 is going to be the year. I'm just going to go to shows all the time. You know, my daughter's old enough to, you know, like, you know, understand them. And if I go somewhere, she's cool with it. Um, and she knows I'm coming home and it's not a thing, but, uh, and then this all shut down. So it's just like, you know, I, I haven't really hung out with any friends in person since I hug my friends, go to a show, eat it at a restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That stuff would be awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I think, uh, like we ate at a restaurant once in the past year. It, so it's, it's wild. You know, we don't go out all the time, but you know, it's nice to just sit down at a restaurant sometimes is um, I'm vegetarian and the, uh, I live in Chicago, but I live in a very Polish area of Chicago. There's not a lot of vegetarian friendly things like right by my house. Uh, but, and you know, there's places, there's plenty of places within like a five mile radius, but with Chicago traffic, it's that's like a half an hour or more and uh so it's like yeah i can i can go pick things up but by the time i bring it home it's cold <laughs> it's like yeah and you can't really you get it like a postmates or uber eats or anything because it's you know it's out of their delivery range and so you're like man i just want to go to like some of my favorite restaurants um you know and it's but it's you know in summer and stuff you can go eat and just bring it to like a park or something nearby but we just got through you know, Arctic snow. You know what? It sucks. Is so we had this this awful stretch of snow here in Chicago, and I'm like, all right, man. We f- it finally started melting slowly. And I'm like, and we had a couple of days where it was like in the 60s, and I was like, all right, finally done with snow. And then yesterday we got hit with snow. Oh yeah. And I was like, snow snowed here too. Last three days. Yeah, I'm like, what not, the hell? Not anything compared to you, but so I'm not complaining too bad, but. And it was wild because I I went to shovel. We have like an elderly folks on our block that that uh, my wife does their like grocery shopping, and we both you know go shovel everything out. 
So I'm over there shoveling. I'm like, it was all slush, like, you know, slurpy. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, this is not bad. I get to my house and it is like sheet ice. And I'm like, oh. how, how is, how is like eight houses down, you know, different temperature. But it, like my house, I'm out there scraping, you know, trying to break the ice up so nobody bites it. Yeah, I can't even imagine. We get a little bit of ice and that's a pain in the neck. You guys are dealing with way more. Um, do you have anything else, Rich? No, nothing I can think of, actually. Well, Andy, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope uh, you had fun. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for coming awesome on. Awesome talk to other dudes that are as old or maybe even older than me. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, that record, man, the the 12 inch that Sean put out in another city. We're super psyched that um, that worked out. Um, mad props to Sean for doing that label and the, the donating to uh, for the children is the charity we chose, um, which is out of LA. Those guys do, a couple of shows and they've been doing a lot of live stream stuff lately. Um, but just a super cool organization that, that helps out kids. And so that's why we chose it. And we're, that's really what, uh, put us over the top to want to do that record with you, man, is that that whole idea of it was kind of what this band's about is we want to do records with people that we know and love and, um, or that we just met that are doing awesome things and that will grow to love and, so we appreciate everything you've done. I mean, you've been above and beyond. I remember that weekend finding out the the songs won't fit on a seven inch, trying to figure out what's going on. And you were so cool about just like, Hey, let's do this and this and this. And it was just like a snowball of awesomeness for us. We, you know, me and the guys were texting each other and it's just like, what? Oh yeah, of course that sounds awesome. So we're super psyched. We hope people order that. There's bundles on the website with the shirts and the hats and the tapes and, the silk screens and I know you're putting in a lot of work doing all that, man. So we, we fully appreciate it. And I mean, we can't ever, I don't know, express how cool it is that, that this is happening. This is the first 12 inch I've ever done. So I'm super pumped to, to be doing it with you, man. So appreciate it. And I love the podcast. You guys are doing something cool and I appreciate it. So, um, I know there's probably a lot of other people that feel the same way if I feel that way. So, um, keep it up and, uh, thanks for having me. Awesome. Uh, we're going to play a track off the, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Rich. Oh no, I was just saying awesome. <laughs> we're we're going to play a track off the, uh, the record. Um, if you are listening on, on iTunes that might just not play the song. I don't know why I can't explain it, but, uh, um, but, uh, on the other, other podcast platforms, we will be playing a track. If not, uh, you can check out the band camp, uh, or you can check, check out another city records.com and, uh, Thank you guys for checking out this show and thanks, Andy. Dear sons, you shall be judged.